let's be clear, there is not a crumbling system in the province of Ontario. We have a very strong health care system in Ontario. It disturbs me, as I'm sure it does many, when they find that their local hospital has to close for four hours, a shift, a period of time. But to suggest that it is in crisis is completely inappropriate. Oh, they're not just suggesting it's in crisis, Health Minister. Forty doctors are warning of crisis at St. Joseph's Emergency Department in Toronto. This is a star exclusive today I was reading, and it's just, it's it's bleak, to, to be honest. I can't find a better word than bleak. Um, they're saying a formal shutdown of ambulatory care due to lack of nurses, patients on stretchers jammed into hallways for hours on end, no functional resuscitation area. No functional resuscitation area. That doesn't sound good. And a sick child unattended. Can you imagine? That's just heartbreaking kind of stuff. This is Canada. This is Toronto. This is a July weekend. To be exact, I believe it was the weekend of July 23rd and 24th. 40 physicians at St. Joseph's Health Center Emergency Department, one of Toronto's busiest, in a letter to the hospital management and the heads of Unity Health uh, which is the healthcare network that includes St. Joe's. Uh, the emergency doctors describe a system teetering on the brink as they express their grave concern with lack of nurses and beds, which is lack of beds means it's not about the physical bed. It's about the nurse to take care of the bed in departments while pleading for help from Unity's leadership. They say the the situation is not good. And this isn't the first letter that they've written. They have uh, written, they wrote a letter in March 10th and they were basically um, asking and expressing concerns over what the hospital management intended to do over nursing attrition. A letter dated March 10th, they said it's out of respect for the nursing profession and the critical role it plays in the delivery of medical care that we are expressing our concern. The quality, timeliness, and compassion of our work as physicians is a direct result of nursing staffing. To be inadequately staffed with nurses who are familiar with our department is putting our patients at risk and is a risk to our community reputation. The minister says, nothing to see here, really. It's all good. Catherine Hoy, provincial president of the Ontario Nurses Association, joins the Kelly Cotrera Show. Catherine, Dr. Michael Warner was talking about this last week uh, with us on the show. And um, since that, he said, you know, since the pandemic began, hospitals across the country have been increasingly turning towards these agency nurses. And yesterday, the headline for a Toronto Star investigation into the staffing crisis read, it's going to bankrupt healthcare." Spending on temp agency nurses is up more than 550% since pre-pandemic at one of Toronto's hospital networks. So, Catherine, I guess I'm, I'm wondering, historically, have these temp nursing agencies always existed or is this new? They have always existed, but not to the numbers that they're existing to now. They were traditionally used in long-term care because long-term care didn't provide full-time jobs for nurses. And so uh, many long-term care nurses had to work at two or three places. They couldn't help out at, you know, one or the other place because they had work elsewhere. So they were used there. Nothing, absolutely nothing compared to what it is now. 
Okay, so what is uh, leading to their popularity? Is it a direct result of Bill 124? Absolutely it is. When you can be a nurse, uh, one-year nurse, and a hospital pay you $34.40, and you can go to an agency and work for, say, $85 as a one-year graduate nurse, you're going to go to the agency for $85. And can you blame nurses? I mean, they're doing the same level of work at the same uh, degree of excellence. They're just getting paid better for it. Exactly. Now, they don't have benefits and pension there, but let's I don't blame them. They're graduating from university with tens and tens of thousands of dollars worth of debt. They have to get themselves set up. And paying the thirty four forty compared to eighty five is a huge difference in their net income. And it's and employers have a choice. They could have pushed the government to repeal Bill one twenty four, pay nurses what they should be paid, and they wouldn't be spending this money on agency nursing. So let me just get this uh, straight. You're blaming this on the hospital administration for not going to the government saying you got to get rid of Bill 124 because ultimately this is actually going to cost you more than you think it is. You you putting this ridiculous cap of 1% on our nurses is leading them to these agencies and we're understaffed and we can't function. We cannot provide the healthcare uh system with uh you know actual uh healthcare unless we have the staff. Well, no, I'm not going to blame the employers. I'm blaming the government because they passed Bill uh, 124 pre-pandemic to save money. The employers now at this point have no other choice because they don't have staff. Mm -hmm. But what they should be doing is banding together and having a voice out there along with organizations like ONA, like QP, SCIU, Unifor, et cetera, and say, yes, we want to pay our nurses what they should be paid. We want our own staff. We need it for continuity of schedule, budgeting, mm. and things like that. You need to step up and do it because the idea of Bill 124 was to save the tax line or do whatever he was going to do with the money. But now that we are paying for these agency nurses, how much savings did Bill 124 actually save? It didn't. It's cost millions and millions, billions more. Okay, but it does this, these uh, temp nursing agencies, and the fact that Dr. Warner told us they actually have been uh, performing like surge pricing. So during the pandemic, it's like the, the price of your nurse just went up because you need the nurse more. It's sort of like Uber. Is that not, uh, does that not point directly to what could be problematic if we privatize healthcare? A hundred percent it will as price gouging. And um, what's going to happen is the hospitals will continue to schedule with the agency nurses because they have no choice. Mm-hmm. They have patients that they need to, need to be taken care of. And what's going to happen March 31st, that's their year end, they're all going to be standing in line at the government and saying, you know what, we balanced our books in previous years, but now we've spent $14 million on agency nurse. I've spent $10 million on agency nurse, and so on and so on and so on. So, Mr. Government, what are you going to do because we need a bailout? 
I use General Motors as an example. The government had to step up and bail them out. And this is what the government's going to have to do because they can, they are all running in deficits, any of them that are using agency. Yeah. And let's be very clear. This isn't just about nurses wanting more money. No. Uh, they're burnt out. They're leaving the industry. They're demoralized. You know, we are in a dire situation. Catherine, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate your time. You're very welcome. Anytime. Thank you. Catherine Hoy, Provincial President of the Ontario Nurses Association. We'll be talking to her again for sure.